This is The Living Temple, a podcast produced by Red Church for people who want to follow Christ in real life. The gap is not just between the vision of Christianity. There is a profound gap in the secular story, and that's the gap we need to look at. Welcome to The Living Temple. My name is Liddy Pickens and I'm here with Mark Sayers. We both work at Red Church and we're starting a podcast called The Living Temple. Mark, do you want to talk to us a bit about what this is? What is it about? What are we aiming to do? Well, I'm excited because we're being heralded by the Australian Magpie. Excellent. Singing their beautiful song as we kick off, which is lovely. Um, I think what this is, is uh, the... Maybe people who are listening to the Red Sermon podcast mm-hmm. who sort of want to go a little bit deeper. Uh, there may be people who've been listening to the cultural moment, which is sort of a big meta view of where culture's at and how we respond in the West and what is happening in our cultural moment, hence the title. Yes. But I think what this is really about is um, going a bit deeper into what does this look like in our lives and how do we actually take all of this stuff and live it out? Yeah. Um, I think that there are people who have this belief that they in a secular time want to keep following jesus they feel that that call but then even there's a sense a longing that they want to see their lives transformed yeah people around them transformed Um, they actually want to marry belief and a way of practicing their faith and one of our things that read is you know faith in real life Mm -hmm. you know so i think this is actually about faith in real life Um, this is an opportunity for us to sort of just talk through and converse around some of the things that God is doing amongst us um, at Red, but also just it's a really interesting time because God's doing a bunch of things across um, our friends' churches and stuff that's happening across the world. That yeah. You're seeing these common things happening. So I think this is a great place to, to look through all of that stuff. We've called it the Living Temple, but what is that about? What does mm. that mean? Are we all walking mm. around as buildings, yes. buildings with legs? Buildings with legs. <laughs> yeah, that's why we want to walk around as buildings with legs. Great. Um, now, I, it's been really interesting, this theme of us as a living temple. Yeah. Um, God has just, in the last few months, just brought to my attention again and again. And as someone who grew up reading the Bible and you'd almost skip over these things of the temple. Yeah. Um, and like, let's just get to Jesus. You know, there's this stuff Because that's it's happening. such a foreign concept totally. to us in our society. Mm. I'm not used to like, I know you grew up in the country. I'm pretty sure that you, you know, even surrounded by perhaps cows. <laughs> cows and horses and aggressive geese. Aggressive geese. Yeah. Wow. The best kind. Yes. Um, that you... You know, even, you know, we're not used to the idea of hauling a cow to go and burn it. Do you know what I mean? As part of our worship. No. Um, and so when you read about the temple and priests and the holiest of holies and grain offerings and, you know, day of atonement, all this stuff, you know, it seems like the background to something which we have to sort of understand, maybe yeah. for a Bible college yep. student. But then it just creeps up again and again as a metaphor of what our lives should be. Yeah of what the church should be, of who Jesus is now, and then what God's going to do in the future. And so it's this real theme that is ties together a lot of stuff. Now, we're not expecting people to understand all of that right now. Okay, good. But it's going to be a background theme that we want to keep exploring. Why? Because I think it's a vital part of the New Testament. And there's just times throughout history where God takes 
a concept and he illuminates it. Mm. And I'm not saying, you know, this is the great thing of our age, but just amongst us, this is something God's been illuminating and it's not a new theology. It's just simply that's part of the New Testament that we just want to use as a container. Yeah. Um, and not so much a container where we chuckle our ideas in, but rather a plumb line. Yeah. Uh, to see the vision of how God wants to transform us. Um, so that's the idea about the living temple. So what we can do is these first few episodes yep. is we're just going to sketch out some of why is that important, uh, but also linking that to our current predicament, which is a gap that we may feel between yeah. the vision of what we see in the New Testament in Jesus's life and how we're actually living. Yeah. And I think that's the pressing need that people who are hungry and I also believe this is a podcast for the hungry. I don't think we're going to spend a bunch of time convincing people who, you know, need to be convinced in a sort of, this is for those who want to go deep. Yeah. They're sold out for Jesus. Like they're for people like us, like we're sold out for him and we want to live it in this moment. Great. So um, you mentioned there that there's this disconnect between uh, what we see in the New Testament and how we're living our lives. Um, I can really relate to that. I remember having a conversation with a friend um, probably a couple of years ago and I was like, I want to live this life, but I also don't know how it marries up with my everyday life. Like I mm-hmm. can't figure it out. And mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what you're getting at mm-hmm. that disconnect. So can you explore that yeah. for us and take us there? Yeah. I think that that's the great, the great starting point. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tolkien, you know, who wrote The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, my daughter just read The Hobbit for the first time, uh, you know, said that we all long for Eden and we're constantly glimpsing it. And this sense that there's something that we long for. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's people listening to this who sense that those longings are not going to be about by the world. Yeah. And sense that there's something bigger. Yeah. And perhaps find themselves at this place where they've moved from, I don't know, just the faith of my parents or the faith of just doing a cultural Christianity and just wanting something greater. But then feel a disconnect, a gulf, a gap between that longing. Yeah. And then sometimes how Christianity is portrayed and, and even modeled and experiences in the past. Yeah. There may be moments where that Eden breaks through, a season of real spiritual aliveness. Uh, perhaps a moment, a place where, you know, it could be a church service, a, a camp when you were younger, mm. a standing in a cathedral somewhere and feeling the immensity of God or even underneath the night sky and feeling our cosmic smallness, you know, there's yeah. something bigger. There's a bigger story in the world. So longing needs to be understood as it's longing for a story. Eden, you know, to go back to Tolkien's quote. Yeah. Eden's a place that we were, but we've lost somehow. Yes. So therefore, if Eden is a place that we've lost, if we're longing for something, it means that there's a story in play. So that's really key. Okay. There's a story at play. And scripture, and if you're someone who has this longing, and is like, I want want to read scripture more, I pick it up, I read Leviticus, I'm turning to the gospel of of Mark, and, you know, how does this all fit together? Mm. You know, we see it as proof text, which, you know, like these verses, which it is. Yes. But what it is, it's an overarching story. And so it's a story in which we're invited into. And so to understand our longing, we have to understand the story. Okay. 
And so scripture gives this story, which begins in Eden and ends with, in a sense, a greater Eden. It ends with Mm -hmm. the new Jerusalem in the book of Revelation coming down from the heavens to earth and everything that humanity desires for, a sense of justice, a sense of connection with God, a sense of worship, that we sense to worship something bigger than ourselves, a sense of, you know, has these incredible verses, like all the different nations of the world bringing their gifts to the throne. Yeah, Um, it's beautiful. The the water, the living water flowing out from the throne, the the leaves of the tree of life. Like, I love the fact that we have in Eden this tree of life and it's so mysterious. Like, what what is this thing, you know? And like... And then we have that symbol again in the book of Revelation and as the leaves are used for the healing of the nation. So we mm. see that, you know, conflict is gone, both international in terms of war, but also interpersonal in terms yes. of breakdown between families or friends. All of that's gone. So there's this sense that we've missed something, but then there's a place where God is taking us, where those longings are met, when they're yeah. met in God and yeah. where he's taking things. So... That's the longing. But then, where does the disconnect come from? The disconnect comes from the fact that we're told a different story. Yeah. And we, what's interesting is, you may hear a story, um, maybe a story from another culture, and you just hear it, and you may hear it as a piece of information. There's the Great Eastern story that the entire world is simply turtles going all the way down. That's what reality is. <laughs> now, I hear that and, oh, okay, that's an interesting way of looking at the world. But it doesn't connect with me because I yeah. don't live that story. Um, and there is a difference between a story and a universe. My experience of the Star Wars movies was I went and saw the first Star Wars when I was a very young boy when it just came out. I'm that vintage. Yeah. And I remember going and being a very young boy and it blowing me away. And then I saw, you know, Empire Strikes Back and I was at primary school and it was just like, it was just everyone was into it. And then Return of the Jedi and then it ended. So for me, it's three movies, right? Yes. And so it's a story. I loved it. It was mm-hmm. a story. My daughter lives in a Star Wars universe. <laughs> It's this interconnected thing where there's all these different things playing off. It's like you can inhabit it now. You can watch the YouTube um, Star Wars of the Week oh my thing. Oh, goodness. You know, there's this entire thing where it's just like this enveloping thing. Yes. So humans, we hear stories, but ultimately we want to live in stories because yes. we're story creatures. And that's why I've never watched Star Wars. There you go. Yeah. You haven't inhabited the story. I know, it's confession time. Um, and I think and what's really interesting is that... that yeah, because, because people see it, and if you saw it now, you'd probably just view it as a normal movie versus this idea of people are really into it, see it as something, and experience. Yeah, it's a way of life. Yeah. I played with the figurines. I, I inhabited that world. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's like that with Marvel or this or that. Even sport, like there's people like, oh, I'll watch that game versus I inhabit it. I go to the game. Yeah. I know all the players. Yes. I live in that world. Um, so humans are story creatures. Um, we find meaning, we look for it where it is in the world. So what's really interesting is then we have to go, okay, so there's this longing, we understand the biblical story. Yeah. And that biblical story has been deeply foundational in the West. It shapes why we hope for a better future. Mm -hmm. The left-wing story is that we're going to progress to a kind of utopia. The right-wing story is we're going to progress to utopia, we just need to a bit slower. And the utopia looks a bit different, but we're progressing somewhere, both sides of the story. So that's shaped the West. Okay, so what's the story that we live in 
now. How do we see the story that we're told by our culture, not mm-hmm. a story of turtles going a little way down, not Star Wars, but what's the Western story that we're told about the world? I imagine that we probably all are living out of a slightly different story, but in terms of if we're to look at it in an umbrella kind of sense, it's about the individual is their own story, right? We are able to write our own stories that what our lives look like are entirely up to us and we just need to seek happiness and blah, blah, blah. I don't know, but what do you, what do, you do with that from a, from a Christian perspective? Um, because it's not the case at all. Um, do you think that that's what the story is like for us? Yes, I, I think you're right. So I think, okay, so, so the, there's this really, then this is where we get into the sort of crux of it. So yeah, we, yeah. we think there's a story. So in a sense, we are told a story. Yes. Okay. Um, so the story that we think is true is that you, Liddy, are a unique individual. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) And that you need to create an identity. That you are the center of the universe. That you can have unlimited possibility uh, through construct, through like, it's imagine like you're, you're a safe cracker. Right, yeah. In one of those old heist movies, yeah. and you're trying to, you know, there's this guy, and you have, you'd have the like stethoscope. I yes, think. yeah. So, if you spin those things right, if you construct the right thing of an external identity, you yeah. make the right consumer choices, the yeah. right travel, meet the right person, meet the right people, do this, do that, do this, you can unlock the safe of an incredible life. Like you will be awesome. That's what we're told. Yeah, nobody gave me the combination. <laughs> that, but exactly, exactly. So the combination is dangled before you. Yeah, but the combination it's on every exist. ad. It's on every ad. It's 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 before you because you, you're seeing images all the time of people opening the safe. Yeah. And everyone's always happy in groups. <laughs> every ad now is a bunch <laughs> of people happy doing incredible things. My friend Christoph sent me an image yesterday of an Australian bank, and it is. Um, it's an ad and it says, um, separating, we can help you. So the ad is for Whoa. people separating in a relationship and obviously they're financially entangled. So yeah. therefore they need to separate. So this bank's like, we can help you with that. Come in and speak to our bank manager. Now what's amazing, and, and Christoph pointed this out to me, the image they use. Okay, you think about people you know have separated. Yeah. There's a lot of tears. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of anger. Yeah. There's this... Family court sometimes. Um, oh, I'm already cringing to know what the image So the was. ad is a, a sort of woman in her 30s taking down fairy lights, but the fairy lights are softly glowing on her face and she's smiling. What? Yes. <laughs> yes. First of all, if you're taking them down, you should unplug them because that yes, is a yeah, safety exactly, concern. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maybe she's smiling because she's being electrocuted. Yeah. Like, you know. And all of her um, muscles are like yeah, tense yeah. in her face. Yeah. But, they, but they can't show... This is where the story conflicts with reality. Mm. Now you think about this. Okay, so the story told is, even in your separation, this can be good. And it's freedom. And the magic of the transcendent fairy lights, which cast their quasi-religious <laughs> glow on everything, like candles in a cathedral <laughs> once did. This sense that even in this, there's this potential for you. But... Then there's a reality. 
Now, does this particular bank, I can't remember which one it was, does this particular bank believe that all the people are going to come in are happy? No, they don't. They would have gone, there's this data that this many Australians are, are separating yeah. and there's money to be made there. And it's actually going to be pretty brutal because some of these people could be in legal things or this or that. There's money to be made there. So there's a story said, but there's an actual story lived. Yeah. So what's fascinating about this moment is you're told, we're all told, you are special, you're individual, you're unique. By the way, you're all special and unique. So everyone's unique. Yeah. So if everyone's Everyone's unique, special and, and unique together. Yes. Yeah. And if everyone's unique, no one's unique. Okay. And you can, you, you can find that combination lock, right? Okay, but then the question is, what's the story that's actually lived? Mm. It's, it's not that story. It's that the real combination is, we know that there's a combination that we can spin to make people actually give us money. Yeah. So before we get between the gap between the religious story and the secular story, yeah. there's two stories in the secular story. There's the beautiful one that tries to get our longings yeah. of incredible, you know, holidays at Tora Bora. That's just amazing, you know. But then there's the reality of how the world actually works. Yeah. And so what we're told about ourselves is you are a unique individual through constructing the right portfolio of imagery, identity, and experiences through letting no one outside of you define you. Mm -hmm. You can create an incredible life, an awesome life, a staggering life, and the actual what they believe about us, how the world actually works, is you're predictable. You're not an individual. You're actually animalistic and herd-like. And we've actually gamed you out and we have the algorithms to take money off you. So Ugh. the gap is not just between the vision of Christianity. There is a profound gap in the secular story. And that's the gap we need to look at. Mm. Now, what's so interesting... And maybe we'll leave this for next time. Okay. But that's the gap that I think the living temple and the vision of what an authentic and flourishing life, which we'll begin to talk about next time, that's where the gospel then comes in and says, okay, here's a different story. Yeah. And it's not just a different story like, oh, look at me because I'm better. No, this story completely subverts. Yes. That dysfunctional, failing, secular story. Um, and it's essential to understand, to live out of. Um, but I think that's next week oh okay I can wait it's good thanks Mark thank you you've been listening to the Living Temple podcast for more information and resources head to thelivingtemple.org